seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Stupid Tutorial, number one video game podcast in Hong Kong. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Tony Todd Daniels. And joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Ben Kingsley Fortner. What's going on, man? Man, I, nothing much, man. It's another damn Saturday. Beautiful day outside. Feeling good, feeling great. Both hands and both uh, both arms and both legs still working. Me Thank too. Thank goodness for that. I'm happy you know? about that. I like my arms and legs both working. Clink, clink, clink. They pop a little bit now. Mine do too. Mine do too. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, mine pop a little bit. But yeah, man, it's a good Saturday. It's a good Saturday. How's your, uh, how's your, uh, man, I like your X-Men shirt. I just saw that. I just saw that. I oh, dig thanks. that. I dig that, thanks, man. man. I got my, I got my punk rock Frankenstein on. Well, you see, I saw this, man, and, you know, we talked about, you know how it is, man. This is the, this the classic yeah. cover, Back in the Gap, and Wolverine, Wolverine coming out. Oh, that might be the tat- that might be a good tattoo idea since we're looking in the, um, hopefully we can get this all one up in, in Dallas, Texas. I think them boys connected with TSF. Go ahead and put that link up. Maybe, uh, you know, where I got the Dragon Balls from, yeah. from uh, um, on the Instagram. But yeah, like that. Maybe this is I'm being inspired. Maybe that'll be a tattoo idea since we're gonna be going up there. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Insomniac, sir. Insomniac yes. kind of brought me down that road. Is what I'm saying. But yeah, it's it's a good day, man. Feeling great. Um, glad that I was born to be in a, a, a nigga American today. And uh, yeah, I'm proud to, to be an American. <laughs> it does just extra. I mean, that, that was the truth. That was very truthful. But it was just just not. <laughs> I'm not Charleston White. But anyway, man. Um I mean I'm probably gonna get another Excuse long me. week. We old, you know what I'm saying? So and I mean I'm on there I'm on I'm on there Maui is the best of all times and shit like that. So it's just uh, you know. Yeah. Just, you know, getting through. I'm about to look forward to another good uh good weekend. But I'm chilling. How you doing though? Man, I'm doing good. Dude, I'm doing fantastic. It's it's been a good like I got a lot of rest last night. I got some sleep. It was important. It was nice. It was beautiful. I slept hard too. I mean, I slept hard. Like, you ever have one of those nights where it's just you so tired, you just when you fall asleep, like you don't move, you don't move, you don't you don't turn, you don't toss, you don't wake up, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, my bladder is super full right now because it did not wake me up in the middle of the night to go pee, and it, then you get that morning piss. I may cut that. But it was just like the best morning piss in the world. It just—it's amazing. It's just and then nothing you, like a good morning piss, like the kind that make when you fart and piss at the same yes. time. Yes. Yeah, and then you just like you—it's the kind that you reflect on throughout the day, and you think about it all day, and you're just like, didn't that feel good? That was amazing. Right. That was the best right. thing in the world. Uh, but yes, welcome to skip the tutorial. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we're better than a. Morning cup of Joe and a good morning piss. Uh, but we're a video game show. I don't, that's not a tagline. We're not using that. Uh, but we're a video game show. We get together. We talk about games in the news and a round table. Sometimes we talk about top seven. Sometimes we do one off shows like this week where we're doing a, we're doing a dual movie review. We're doing a dual movie review where I'm going to be talking about the new Candyman movie. Uh, came out in 2021, recently on demand, and Todd is going to be talking about Shang-Chi, uh, the new Marvel movie, out in theaters, theater experience only, which I'm excited to hear about that. I'm excited. And to maybe hear about that's why I'm feeling experience. off, man. Maybe I finally exposed myself to the the Black Plague. But I mean, I'm, <laughs> see, the that's plague. the thing. I don't want my mask the whole time. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about it though. It was it was fun. I can't wait. I'm gonna get this out the way. It, we're already late on that. It's a great movie, so I can't wait. I, it's you know I love having the movie weeks talk to, with you, man. It's I do right. too. Shout out Sip if you're listening. But yeah, I do too, man. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to. I like movie weeks, man. I like movie weeks. Uh, they're kind of my. They're kind of my thing. Uh, when we t- we talk about this, because we get a, we get this question a lot for new people who just join the show, uh, just join the actual actual conversation about the show. 
Um, but they always ask, you know, what do you like outside of video games or what are your favorite things to do outside of video games? We're normal people. We like movies and TV shows and, and money, money. Yeah. I have to cut that. I have to cut that. Not really. Not much. Not no, much. everybody likes that. Um, I'm just saying we're not communists is what we're saying. We're, we're not, not communist. communist. We're not communist at all. We like, we like regular stuff, man. Um, I'm a big horror freak, so that's why I'm talking about Candyman. This is the one I was super excited about. And we like comic books. We like to read comic books. Um, I read a lot of comic books during the week. Mortal Hulk is finishing up its run. And I'm kind of sad about that. It's been my favorite Hulk, man. That Devil Hulk, that Immortal Hulk, 50, 50, uh, you know, 50 issues, 50 issue run. So I'm a little excited to, to see where they wrap that up and how they wrap that up and where they take it from here. Um, so I'll be interested. But yes, yes, this week we're talking about movies. Movies. So I guess I'll, I'll start with the Candyman review. Um, so if you don't know 1994's Candyman, it's a classic. It's a classic movie. It's excellent. Uh, it's got Tony Todd as the main villain Candyman, or it's 1992. Uh, but it's Tony Todd as the Candyman. Uh, it's got some girl who goes into the goes into this this Cabrini Green. It's it's this neighborhood in Chicago, and she's doing a research paper, and she finds out about the Candyman legend, which is attributed to all the legends of you know everybody who dies in Cabrini Green. They 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 give it to the Candyman. That's what they said. The Candyman does it. And, you know, the first movie itself serves as, you know, a metaphor for a lot of things. It serves as a metaphor for gentrification, and uh, it serves as a metaphor for the things that go on in America at a sociological impact. And, you know, it's one of these great 90s horror movies that just had a lot going on in it, um, just underneath the hood, based off a story by uh, none other than Clive Barker, same guy who wrote Hellraiser. But they made it, they made an American version of his story. And they used it to, you know, as a metaphor to serve for, uh, various socioeconomic, economic issues in America, especially in places in big cities like Chicago with the neighborhood Cabrini Green. So they continue this in the new Candyman, which was, uh, produced by Jordan Peele, who we all know from, um, you know, Get Out and, uh, what was the other one? What was the, what was that? That was a good movie too. His other one was it called Us? Um, that was a really good good flick. I really liked that movie. And then of course Key and Pill, and it was directed by Nia DaCosta, who I had never heard of, but she's the one who's uh, she's been slated to direct com- up the upcoming The Marvels coming out November eleventh, twenty twenty two. So it still picks up with you know basically the Candyman legend has died, blah blah blah, and this artist finds it and uses the Candyman legend as inspiration to create new art for his new upcoming show, blah, blah, blah. So you guys get the picture. There's a lot of metaphors in here. Um, There's a lot of discussion. There's a lot of talk about gentrification and Cabrini Green. And overall, the movie itself, it's, it's got its good points and it's got its negatives, for sure. The good points I like about Candyman, Todd, are... It's beautifully shot. This is a gorgeous movie. It is a gorgeous horror movie. The Nia DaCosta who did this clearly has an eye for like art itself. There are frames and stills from this movie that look like you could take them and paint them and they would stand in, you know, the Met. You know, like it's just beautifully haunting. There's a whole atmosphere here that really Nia DaCosta nails to a degree that it's just it's absolutely fascinating and it makes me i can't wait to see what she does with the marvels in 2022 i really can't she's clearly got an eye for aesthetic just aesthetically pleasing um it's gorgeous the kills as far as a horror fan absolutely the kills are incredible when they do happen they are absolutely some of my favorite moments in the movie in fact they are my favorite moments in the movie are the actual kills themselves. There's the Candyman mirror and the way that she plays with like the background Todd in which, you know, cause Candyman's a spirit that only appears in the mirror and the way she plays with that background where everything has a reflection and you can almost watch Candyman just suddenly appear. And he's just like following people through the background. I thought that was incredible. Where the movie falters is two, two areas for me. Well, really three areas. Um, the first area is, 
the the themes and the the messaging behind the movie are very understood from point one and it gets a little overhammered. They kind of it's almost like every fifteen minutes they have to remind you what the Candyman legend's about and what this movie's about. The other point is the plot itself is all over the place and it's it really doesn't they it's almost like they don't know how to get from point A to point B with the character, the main character who he did an as excellent of a job as he could, which his name is, I've never heard of him. It's Yaha uh, Abdul Mateen. He's going to be in the new Matrix movie, and he was Manta in Aquaman. Um, but he does an excellent job with the. I'm Matrix. excited about him. Yeah. I'm excited about I like him. I, I liked him in Aquaman, actually. I do too. He's, he does the best he can with the, with the dialogue he's given, but he's not given much room to breathe. Is the issue? He's not I bought that shitty film, but I fuck with the, like I'm giving like you know that's another conversation for another day. But that actor in particular, I personally enjoy. I, I think he's a good lead actor, especially like if you're gonna bring up the Matrix. That's a yes. hard role to even try to field, so even fuck with uh, like a, a Lawrence Fishburne clone. But knowing that, um, I'm glad you brought that back because I didn't originally like it didn't even hit me immediately that that was the same dude that played. Black Mantis, you know, or Black Manta, whatever the fucking Aquaman shitty movie that I actually enjoy. But that's like a perfect cast, then I think that's great. So you say he's in the he's in Candyman. He is in the, he's the he's the lead actor in Candyman, and he that's does a, okay, okay. he does a good yeah. job with he does a good job, but he's not given much room to breathe as a character. He's not a real character in the movie. He's the lead actor, right. and, and that's say this one is more focused on the gentrification in the urban. This one more so than yeah, yeah, kind of like the original one, same thing but different. Yeah, so when you got the original one, the original one did have a lot of metaphors for like the gentrification in America and the these neighborhoods like Cabrini Green, but really the Candyman legend was used as almost a. Like, this is what's killing us. We're going to put it on that, and we're going to ignore the realities. And at the end, they have that giant bonfire, and they're they're supposed... The, like, the whole representation of them being broken free from their neighborhood legend, the Boogeyman, so that they can, you know, move forward with life. In this one, they kind of turn it around a little bit, and the Candyman really becomes the, like, vengeful spirit, if you will, for this community. And... But the thing is, is that it's almost like in every five to ten minutes of dialogue, they have to remind you what the movie's about. Like, it's pretty clear from the beginning. So when you're dealing with, you know, the metaphors and the concepts, like, there's a couple of things that Jordan Peele did really well in movies like Us. And he did really well in, like, um, uh, the first one. Uh, why can't I think of it? It was a great movie. Get Out? Get Out, yeah. So Get Out was an excellent horror. Get Out film. was way better than Us to me. It was, and Get Out's Get Out's probably one of the best horror films in the last ten years, in my opinion. It's absolutely incredible, and he deals a lot with the same metaphors in Get Out, but he deals with it a lot more subtly. In this one, they use dialogue to explain to you why they're doing the things that they're doing with it, and then by doing that, they take away from the characters' dialogue, so the characters don't become real characters. Like, the the lead actor, he does the best he can with the role he's given, but he doesn't feel like a real character. He just feels like a conduit for the Candyman is really what he is. He's there to serve a purpose, and you can tell he's there to serve a purpose. And then later on in the film, do you want me to spoil this a little bit? Yeah, yeah. We're we, we two weeks later on all this shit, man. That's what I like. It's kind of skipping them through the bullshit. We can loosely okay. spoil anything. Yeah. So you remember the first Candyman, how at the very end that girl's baby gets taken and that reporter saves the baby and at the same time kills Candyman and she dies in that giant bonfire? Vaguely, but I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's the baby from the first movie. I've seen movie. the movie a bunch of times. He's the oh, baby okay, from the okay. first movie. Uh, okay. So okay. that's how they... Checky, child's play. Got yeah, you. they All try right. to yeah. tie it back. They say, like, now they're trying to take Candyman back and use Candyman as, like, a vengeful spirit ghost. But they don't do that until, like, the last five minutes. And I thought that would have been a cooler jumping off point than, like, you watching him slowly lose his mind as an artist and then turn into the Candyman, essentially. Um, I thought a cooler jumping off point would have been, like... That's why I said, like, Tales from the Hood Part 2, where it's, like... I am a hundred percent down for like a vengeful spirit, like killing corrupt cops. That would be incredible. But they do that in the last five minutes, and that last five minutes was the my favorite part of the movie. 
It is absolutely the best part of the movie for me. Because at the last like five minutes, he fully becomes the Candyman. And then, of course, the cops come in and his girlfriend's trying to save him. And they shoot him. You know, he's already down on the ground. They shoot him. It's a bad killing. And then the corrupt cop pulls the girlfriend into the car. And he's like, hey, so here's what's going to happen. He was trying to attack you. We shot him. Or you were an accomplice. And then she says Candyman five times in the mirror. And he comes out and kills all the corrupt cops. That was awesome. The last five minutes was amazing. Getting to that point, it was all over the place. It was a complete mess. It wasn't very scary. It just, like, it almost felt like you had this scene in your head for what the Candyman could be, and you built the movie up to that last five minutes, and that was it. Like, that's where I was disappointed in it. Like, that would have been a better jumping off point for me. That would have 100% been a better flick, in my opinion. Instead of just like kind of watching them try to piece together the lore of the Candyman and then insert random killings, like especially this one that happens in a bathroom school that didn't really add anything or take away anything from the story, but it doesn't add anything. Um, and they don't, the characters that die in the bathroom school have zero connection to the main plot whatsoever. So it's a mess, dude. It's an absolute mess. It's all over the place. It's a little heavy-handed at times. It could have, you know, been a bit more subtle in its in its overall direction, and I think it would have been a better movie. And I honestly think like if you would have started this off as like a pure like Candyman as a vengeful ghost for a community that has been oppressed and you're taking out corrupt cops, that's a movie I'm watching all day long, buying and watching on a repeat cuz that would be badass. Like, that would be 100% awesome. I got you. Okay. And see, this is what I appreciate about this review in the Skip the Tutorial fashion. Anybody that made it to this point, thank you for listening. Yes, and hopefully, we saved you some time. Yeah. Because I'm not watching it. And I wasn't, like, I wasn't tripping about watching it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, and I may watch it at a different time when it's free or whatever. But, like, I'm not going to go, especially right now, I'm not going to risk my life go to the movies to watch no. it. I hadn't planned on that anyway. And I don't even feel like spending the money on the motherfucking TV. And now, I mean, I will say this, though. This is another thing about it. Like, I don't want to just shit on a movie. I like Jordan Peele, and I'm sure it's cool, but that's not generally my thing anyway, especially right now. We had the Deathloop video game conversation in the Patreon. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm you know, not to say I'm not into some fucked up shit. I, I started Malignant last night. Yeah. Which actually, I think is going to be a fun one to watch. Like, I, need I need to watch that tonight. Yeah. No, nah, I think I really think it's going to be like as far as that kind of genre, which I, if I'm a fuck with it. But like, for my perspective, man, it just gets straight to it. I, you see how many times you said that motherfucker name? You see how many times yeah, you said that yeah, name? Yeah. Oh, that is why, like, I, and it's ignorant as fuck. I, I mean, I know that voodoo hoodoo shit don't even matter. Shout out to the Patreons, but it's still fun to, to, to be into. I'm soft. You know, I'm a Cajun motherfucker at the end of the day, too, at the core. And certain things, certain spirits I don't like to introduce to myself. And the fact, like, what stuck with me as a kid, 92, I was in Baltimore, Maryland, though, at around that time. That was right around the time that, um, anyway, I think, like, Boys in the Hood, it came out the year before. So it was, like, on a weird level, as far as entertainment was concerned, it was certain things I wasn't quite accustomed to seeing. It was on the cusp yeah. of, it wasn't quite, like, black exploitation type shit. But it was, like, certain, like, there are, like, cult classic movies that stick out. Candyman, in particular, was one for sure. Because, for me, the terrorizing thing, like, before that, probably as a child, which was fuck with my head up, just my, my spectrum, you know, like was uh more so like Freddy, right? Because it's like yeah. shit. What's the like? You can't fucking fight your sleep. Yeah, you, know you can't fight your sleep. You can't um, fight your dream like that. Right. It was something about that one that used to fuck with me. But it, his was humorous. It was funny. But some certain aspects of it, but it would terrorize me as a child. Child. Candyman spooked the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like, Candyman probably. If I put that shit on right now, that's two times I said. Uh, I'm not a mirror though. But uh, Sugar Man, Diabetes Man. See, that's another thing. Okay, so he black. Diabetes kid. Black folk all the time. He talking about his name is Candyman, and the most powerful thing, especially from my perspective, is like I had to go back and Wikipedia and shit, like because I remember like that core feeling of the like the idea of him being the ghost of an artist and the son of a slave yep. who was murdered in the 19th century for his relationship with the daughter of a wealthy white man. Yep, I'm in an interracial relationship right now. This is like a reasonable reason why black folks don't fuck with that shit because of the motherfucking diabetes man. Point blank, period. At least for if you come from my era. You know, I mean, but the idea, like, and it would like the way he was murdered and the bees and the tie-in. Yeah. It was good storytelling, and it's some historical, like, relevant. It's a great. The first that, one had a great storytelling. 
the horror nightmare feel of it and the white woman in there like a it, it was it made the symbolism yeah it was beautiful but it was also very subtle and it was it could play it, as a horror movie too it didn't and it, i guess it was subtle at the time for me as a kid it felt real yeah it didn't feel like that that's not well, that's, and what that's I mean, what that I saw told a whole lot. What I mean, subtle is it allowed the story to tell the reason it existed instead of having dialogue explain to you the reason it existed. I just thought it was a dope spin too on the way to twist Bloody yeah. Mary and a goddamn slave ghost in it. Because how the fuck you, that, that's some scary shit, motherfucker. To be <laughs> to yep. be in an urban city in the urban era trying to run away from a slave ghost, you going that <laughs> with a hook for a hand and bees coming that's out of his saying, mouth. Bro terrifying terrifying but i'm glad that you you know that, that that's another reason why it's gonna be hard to kind of live up to that just because of the nostalgia aspect of it they could have done a good job but it's harder with the remakes i honestly well, think if it was like an original ip if Candyman just came out and they re-released that same story or remade it we we might have just liked it a little bit better but with expectations being so high you know what i mean um and just the fact like i do enjoy the conversation and the perspective and the focus of it though like, whereas you would focus on, in the, even in the first one, the urban gentrification, what terrified me was the ghost of a slave that was fucking a, a white woman. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying, fool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, not, is it, I mean, that's the, on the deep, the reason for the gentrification and shit yeah. like that. But it, it was a dope spin. It was a cool story. But I wasn't really tripping off of, like, revisiting in that shit right now. You know what I'm talking about? Man, I feel you too. And it's like one of these movies where I was I was real excited because of Jordan Peele's involvement. And it's clear he let uh, Nikki DaCosta really take the reins on this thing. And like I said, man, like it's a beautifully shot film. Like the movie is gorgeous for a horror movie, especially one in Chicago in wintertime. Like it is gorgeous. Like the what she managed to do with that camera was an incredible feat. Where it failed again was the script. It was the dialogue. It is was it worth writing. spending money on, or would no, you wait to? I'd wait to stream it. I'd give this thing a five oh. out of ten right now. Now it's it's one of these movies that it's getting review bombed on IMDb right now because people are dumb and they just can't separate. They can't compartmentalize their thoughts and feelings, and they're calling it an overly political movie. And I was like, it's not a political movie at all. It's got a metaphor. We've dealt with metaphors the entire time that movies have been in existence and storytelling's been in existence. Like, get your head straight. Like, I wouldn't spend money on it, though. Like, I think it's got some positives, and it's, you know, it's something I may revisit in the future. Um, but when I was telling you earlier, it's the same movie as Spiral. That's exactly what it is. It's the same movie as Spiral. A guy is trying to resurrect a legend to kill corrupt police officers. It's the exact same plot as Spiral. And I actually liked Spiral a lot better. <laughs> Like, I liked Spiral way more than I liked Candyman. I just wish, like, in my opinion, there's a movie in here that could have been a legend. Like, this could have been a modern-day classic. And all it is is you could have kept the same scenes, right? You could have expanded a few things and then just reworked how you went about the editing process. Because that's ultimately where it failed. It just feels like it jumps around too much, too. Like, do you think do you think it's harder to make a movie like this in 2021 yeah that, that it was maybe easier to make the movie you know that that was more genuine and had more depth than even in 1992 or or no i feel like it could be they harder just didn't do a good job jordan peele didn't do a good job because he did do something deep with something like get out well I, I don't know if jordan peele really i don't know how much he had influence on this thing or if he just had his production house on it um I think he probably let the reins go a little bit. And I feel like maybe being involved, there could have been a better, like you could have had a modern, like you could have had to get out again. Like what I'm saying is you could have had a modern classic with this. And there's, there's an edit out there, Todd, when you watch this movie, like for me, there's an edit out there of this movie using the same sequences. That is a classic. There's a version out there that is a hundred percent a classic it almost feels like the studio also got involved. Like I almost feel like, and I don't, I don't have anything to support that, but it feels very much like the studio got involved. Where they're like, well, you got to have these deaths here, and you got to flip these scenes here, and that maybe she wasn't the director wasn't given as much free reign as she was allowed to uh, cut the movie up the way that she wanted to. Because there's some moments in here, dude, where like they're re, 
it's some of the best sequences I've ever seen in a film where they're recounting the original tale of Candyman, the original Candyman, and they're recounting the tale of like the modern day Candyman, and they're using like shadow puppets. And it's those are the creepiest, like most beautiful moments in the movie for me is these shadow puppet sequences. Like they're incredibly like captivating for myself. Like I'm watching them. I can't tear my eyes away from the screen, but then when you move away from the shadow puppet stuff, it's like you get back into the real world. Um, but like I said, man, like I'm mixed on it because there's a cut of this movie that is legendary and an absolute classic of the day. There's a cut out there of that. I guarantee you there's the movie that she wanted to make. Cause it felt like an hour and a half long. It was an hour and a half. And this is the first movie I walked away from in a long time going, I needed more. I needed like 20, 25 minutes more in here to really make this the classic it could have been today. So I feel like somebody made her cut this up in a way that, you know, probably was not good for the film itself. Um, overall, though, like I would wait till it's streaming. I mean, I wouldn't spend money on this version of it. If there's a director's cut out that comes out eventually, that's the one I want to see. I want to see what the director's cut looks like. I want to see what the original vision looks like. Like the Snyder cut of Candyman, if you will. We'll never get it. But that's the version I want to see where she adds the footage in and the stuff that she shot back into the movie that needed to be in there. Um, also, they the CGI is horrible. Just FYI. The CGI was terrible. They they did a terrible job with Tony Todd's CGI face. And, like, they CGI Tony Todd in it. And I'm just like, why'd you CGI Tony Todd? He's still alive. He's still alive? Like, just bring Tony Todd back to do this. I love Tony Todd. Give that man work, Todd. Give Tony Todd work. Make Tony Todd amazing in horror, modern day horror again. That's what I want. Make Tony Todd. Well, I hate that. It, I hate. I hate that it disappointed you, man. I hate. I would. I know. I wish it would have been better. Like I did too. I, I mean, I, I don't want to shit on it. Like, but you, you know, when you were talking about watching it, I was like, I'm not tripping about watching no, that shit. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I, it, it just had a feel because that's that's a hard mountain to climb again. Like, yeah, it that, is. Uh, to me. From my simple perspective, it's just like that. That's a uh, like for me, it was a rarer kind of experience. You know what I'm yep. saying? To see just that story be told the way it was told, and it was like a really good horror film, and yeah. commercially accepted across the board. It was like motherfuckers really mm-hmm. <laughs> they, let, they let another they let a white nigga get away with this. But uh, but yeah, man, no, that good info, like motherfucking professional review. As usual, I'm just trying. You know I'm I've, like, I've tried to be as objective as possible with it. Just, right, right, right. Like, no, I'm that's just fair. trying to be very objective about it because I'm the kind of dude who also like we talked about like Tales from the Hood Part Two and just like how much we love that silly ass movie and just like that's the movie like for me it's like it dealt with the same themes but they did a better job with it. Well, and this is the thing, man. That's your specialty. Like you could do a podcast on. Damn woman, you look good in a motherfucker. Shit, that shit, that was a good idea. <coughs> shit, <coughs> coming in here chugging a nigga up like this, while fucking diabetes man finna pop out on me, man. I'm fucking up. Shit, I need some goddamn diabetes man about to get on me. Maybe you know. Anyway, um, the fuck was we talking about coming down here looking like that? Uh, um, shit. Diabetes, man. That's what we were talking about. You hate the movie. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I yeah, didn't hate it. You hate black people. <laughs> Wait and a second. What? That's what we need to post on the Instagram. No, that is not what uh, I said at all. That's what I got from this whole I thing. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> and I didn't even hate the movie. <laughs> I gave it a five out of ten. No, that's what. No, that's what happened. That no, is not what happened. I'm so confused. No. When when did that turn into this conversation? <laughs> anyway, nah, that's my review. Yeah, yeah. Watch it when it streams. No, bro. Watch it when it streams. Okay. Okay. Like a good maybe like a is it okay. Like, this is the scale. Um, so is it like cause I know you're talking about Tales from the Hood. What about like the Leprechaun films or um Jin? Yeah. Like where is it in that spectrum? I like those movies more. Okay. They're fun. They're more fun. This movie is not fun. It is very depressing. It is very depressing. Oh, because that's what I'm saying. I get that vibe. Like after talking about it, I'm glad we talked about it because I I think it kind of brings up just a good, you know, 
this this is what we do every week. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're doing. We do what we like. We I'll like put it, what we do. I'll put it like this. For me, this is like I don't know. It's hard to put. It's like it's just a depressing like narrative overall. It's sad. It's yeah, just man. sad. It's I mean, a very depressing that, narrative. Because that's what I'm that's the that was the beauty of the original one. Like I can't speak to the new one. But the original one is kind of ingrained in it. Like I'm, I'm. That was my era, motherfucker. Like the age I was, yeah. ninety two. Can't like can't diabetes, man. For real, sugar man. For real. Yeah. And then they, you let them come out the storyline and coming from where I'm from. And then keep in mind, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland at this time. Uh, R.I.P. Motherfucking uh, Mr. Williams. We talked about him, the motherfucker that did the the wire show that just passed with snooping him i still ain't yeah. watched the wire but that's based in baltimore part of the reason why i'm not into i didn't watch the wire i think it's because i had an extended period of time and i lived there so i was like okay like i could get the general gist of where this is going like i, I yeah i've seen those blocks um i didn't forget man i'm fucking losing it today bro i should i done got way too high we have to cut some of this shit out <laughs> it's all right it's all right let's move on to something more fun <laughs> Yeah, Sean no, the, the point is that's what I'm saying. It's like the era of that time. Like I remember that era, and for you to come out with a black Tony Todd, that voice, the badass tall, looming figure in association with like chasing around, like kind of almost in her dreams of like stalking this white woman with the spirit of a man, a slave that was murdered for sleeping. With the like a master, basically, you know what I'm saying, had a hook, and then with the way he was murdered in association with the bees, and then it it, it was just fucking creepy as shit, and it was just like kind of yeah. looming, and it was one of those things. And it's that Bloody Mary in the age I was at, like I was playing Bloody Mary at that time, you know what I'm saying? And so you know, and so yeah, so I, I mean, Candyman is one of those things. I think in the hood, that's like a that's like a I don't know, man. I would be interested. I gotta touch bases with my people. But most I, I could imagine like a, a lot of motherfuckers would be like, ah, I st- already would have been like wouldn't have been hard up to just jump out to the theater to see that shit. Now, let's get to it. Cause I feel like I don't wanna waste people's time. I ain't I don't wanna I don't wanna cheapen the the, the juice because other people have talked about this in a much better way uh, than I can. I, the more I sat here and listened to the the wonderful breakdown that you gave on the uh on candy man i'm just like shit i really just need to present these questions because i got more questions than than anything after leaving shang chi um i have way more questions just about other shit going on and leaving shang chi just to get it off the off the dump for me i am a motherfucking marvel clony i own disney stock out the gate just foolishly and emotionally because i love uh, a lot of shit that they do i don't mind the cookie cutter aspect of a lot of their movies that some people can kind of uh you know fuck with uh and, and have a problem with and kind of knock in an objective you know one way to look at at marvel films and how they can be actually you know counterproductive of the culture and and kind of boring and fucking up the movie industry like i get that wholeheartedly right yeah. Shang-Chi is like a 10 out of 10 easily for me. <laughs> like, nice. That's it. This is a goddamn 10 out of 10 for me, man. I'm glad this is the first movie that I got a chance to see. I mean, I preface this by saying, like, I still, unfortunately, am off the perfect run as far as watching all Marvel superhero movies because I still have not seen Black Widow. Yeah, uh, I haven't either. You know what I mean? Like, I'm And I'm not tripping about it. But Shang-Chi, I feel grateful that I had the opportunity to go see it. I wasn't in a huge rush to go back to the movie theater for several reasons. We talk about the vaccine shit all the time and everything else. But it was good to fucking see this film, bro. Like, I don't regret it at all. I suggest anybody go and support this movie, like, for several fucking reasons. Um, But, I mean, now, the weird thing, like, surrounded, and I kind of brought this up in the Patreon beforehand, was it does, like, it was weird going back into the movies because, you know, I had to go back to the old IMAX, you know, to check this out. It was we were lucky. I got a little window of opportunity right now, so I'm able to go on a, like a I think it's like a three thirty show on a Wednesday. So it's literally like five people there, right? IMAX, everything will be fine. Nobody's there. Go in, get the tickets, masked up, cool, comfortable. Got some brand new ones. It's a handicapped guy uh, that's doing the tickets in the in in the front. You know, short short arm, short arm, like grandma grandma strong arm, but a sweet kid. You know, there was some confusion there, though. It was a couple of people weren't around. They didn't got the wrong tickets for Jungle Cruise. You know, whatever. We just trying to get to the IMAX show. 
but it's all good so far. We got our tickets. We skipping the motherfucking popcorn and shit this yeah. time. This is one of the weird first experiences. First time I've been in a movie theater in two years, or since Sonic the Hedgehog came out. So anyway, we get to the IMAX. It was three forty-five when the, then the IMAX was supposed to start. Long story short, they hadn't even started the commercials and shit until three fifty. So we, we in just this dark, quiet room with four other people, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like wondering what the fuck is going on. Keep, keep in mind, it's the first time going back to the movies. I got high expectations waiting on Shang-Chi to come out. You know what I'm saying? I'm By the second, I'm just like, man, what the fuck is going on? I'm already a little smidgen anxious. Not even really anxious, yeah. but a smidgen like this is my first time in a the movie theater. So I'm not I'm not really tripping, but it's just a, you know, whatever kind of space age. So anyway, I go back out. I didn't realize that the, that the, uh, that the challenge dude in the front had a short arm until I went back to ask for help. Fair. Because I'm like, Fair. You know, I, now I got to try to be the hero and shit. My girl sitting there kind of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm kind of like, well, I did pay for this shit. It is the matinee. So I don't feel like I could be too, you know, much of a dick, but I mean, somebody needs to, to fix this. So I go up there and I talk to short arm guy. I didn't realize he had a short arm, but then it just confirmed that like my suspicions when I first walked in. So I was like, poor short arm guy. He got a walkie-talkie in his long arm, and yeah. he's looking at me like, hey, man, I got the short arm. Like, I'm just like, hey, bro, like, the movie was supposed to start at 345. It's 352. Yeah. Um, is it, like, can you point me in a direction? And he was kind of like, ah. ah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, man, like, is there a manager? <laughs> it's like, there a manager? Like, ah. Well, ah. like, we're, ah. I was like, okay, bro. Like, I got, I don't want to stress you out, brother. Just, like, if you can help or just point, just let them know. Can you let somebody know? Cool. So I walk all the way back to the, to the IMAX. It's all the way on the other side. They still ain't even lit up. I didn't even want to go back in there. I didn't even want my girl to see that I had walked and talked to Short Arm and I, I got defeated. So, like, I just kind of stood there and saw that the lights weren't on. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I got to turn around. I got to find somebody, you know, with regular arms. So by the time I go out, it was cool because it was this black chick that came out. And she walked over to me. We walked to the concession chain. And she went to go ahead and talk to somebody. Anybody know anything? Ain't nobody in the mood for that shit right there. Yeah. So literally by the time we both walked back and we had a small conversation like, damn, like this is the first time I've been back to the movie. She was like, me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, whatever. By the time we walked back in, the movie was cutting on. There you go. Right? Yeah. So now that I got that out the way, it was fucking, okay, cinematography A+. plus cast uh with Simu Lu or whatever and Aquafina A plus soundtrack to me A plus that I mean because it wasn't like something that was you know sometimes you a soundtrack can be like pumped at you and sometimes it, in a great film it's it's so subtle but great but goes with the flow that you weren't expecting it where it played just a part like a character so actually I gave soundtrack an A but that's an A plus two in my my mind the fucking fight scenes you're gonna hear it a thousand times uh, there are certain essences of uh, Jackie Chan in it, but I didn't get caught. I I saw essences of Jackie Chan. I saw essence of Ip Man in there. I saw a lot of. I saw some real shit in there. It was just good fucking kung fu, karate. If you're into that shit, Ghost of Tsushima was my favorite game of the year. Like shot yeah. by Marvel. Like what I will tell you and tell anybody is a spoiler. Is this you have if you have watched the trailer of the bus scene, you haven't seen. The bus scene. Oh, okay. The fact that I I literally was just like, I knew, I just, I I know the bus scene. I already know. Like, okay, whatever. Same old shit. No, like, you still need to watch the movie for the bus scene. Like, you still need to go to, like, if you, preferably, if you can go to the movie and watch that at the movie theater, like, that's the only way that you'll see the bus scene. And that's rare, because most of the time with a lot of trailers, if you see that type of scene, you've seen the movie. And they did a, a masterful job with that for, as far as marketing was concerned. Um, the setting, like it, like locations like the mystical place of Tao Lo and some of just the authentic Chinese heritage things built into it with like the Marvel flair. That shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, to go back to the acting, I mean, I'm going to just, in a weird way to me, like if I was a Chinese person... You know what I mean? Like I don't remember a nigga in the movie, man. But like, just just like in Black Panther, like it was like it, it it was akin to that to me though. Like there was some the actor. I'm not gonna Wikipedia right now, but the the dude that played the Mandarin was excellent. Um, excellent in my humble opinion of just like one of my favorite villains. Again, like it's a cookie cutter thing, but Marvel has done a real good job with like 
the sympathetic or empathetic villain or whatever you want to call it, like the Thanos style, the, the Kang the Conquerors, the, the even Loki or things like that. This one may be one of my most reasonable, like, like, or just the feeling of it. Like, whereas Thanos, I think we talked about this, whereas Thanos as a villain in a, in a story, and it, which kind of is, you know, reflective of real life. That's why I think we relate to these stories. Like, here's you can relate just due to the logical nature. Yeah. Right. Like maybe sure. just like overall, like this just needs to be done like a control, uh, you know, situation. Whereas uh, this was more of an emotional connection to where I did, man, I damn near I damn near teared up in this one in a couple of scenes, to be honest with you. Like like I teared up. I bawled uh, like I had a little bit of a snot cry cry when Killmonger went back and spoke with his father in Black Panther. Yeah. There was a couple of times, Shang-Chi, I was like choked up a little bit like this motherfucker got me because I felt him. You know what I'm saying? Now that, that just has a lot to do with me being a pussy in association with some of these things. But it was also like just well done. You know what I mean? Like I like it brought me on that emotional roller coaster. Uh and it made sense. It was just like well shit that, I mean what the fuck would you do? Like that that you kinda like I would I would agree. I would agree that you know it so and then I mean you got dragons and shit. Like you you wrap it up. Can't go I wrong with dragons. Right. But I say all that to say, like, it's it's like it raised the question where like why would China ban this movie? That's what I'm curious about. Like, did you see anything in there immediately that would just go, Okay, this is why they banned this? I saw one perspective where the the actor, the lead actor, which him and Aquafina the woman in the story, they fucking are beautiful. But um, I saw one theory that the motherfucker looked like Xi Jinping or whatever the uh Winnie the Pooh concerns and shit like leader. I um also there was a discussion that he had some um Twitter shit in 2017 as far as him talking about uh his parents basically told him that China was a third world country. That's why they left. And I mean he's. Chinese Canadian or some shit like that. I think he immigrated to Canada and when he was like five or some shit like that. So that, I guess they were holding that against him as far as being a traitor or some shit like that. Um, previous racism as far as Shang Chi or Shang Chi is concerned, as far as the, the characters of the Mandarin and what they did. That was another thing. It's the reason why I talked about naming myself Ben Kingsley in this one. That motherfucker was funny as fuck to me in this movie like he was crazy just playing the drug addict actor and like they really kissed ass to china as far as like making up for that storyline in this too like yeah. so the previous racism concerns like they really like addressed that issue i thought that was well done you know what i'm saying like i don't think it's the greatest film in history but as far as like marvel films in a well done film that way and representation I would hope that, I mean, that's how I felt. I, like, I was in a movie theater. I was like, is this how, like, a, a racist white person felt when they watched Black Panther and enjoyed the fuck out of it? Like, was it confusing? Was it an issue? Because I love this film. So, like, the thing about it is, um, I, I was just like, why would they fucking ban it? Like, of all ones. Like, it basically makes the president or El Capitan of China look like a fucking superhero, number one. Yeah. It's well done. It's been well received from what I can gather from actual like mainland Chinese people, Chinese American people. Like it's a well done movie. It's a good movie. Period. Like there's no like it 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 has a strong Chinese male that's very confident and like that. It's a it's a love story. There's some great callbacks to like you know like what's going on with the Ten Wings maybe in association with Kang from what I'm hearing and it ties into the multiverse well with Wong and a whole bunch of shit going on where the question is of all movies like sensibly especially right now why would they ban it not other than like is it really that childish as far as what's going on as far as the money thing and them pushing out Hollywood like as far as pro is it a propaganda thing like I that, mean it that's very well could be yeah I mean it looks like a I've heard nothing but positives from this. I've heard nothing but a positive take on Shang-Chi. I mean, just all the way. And I'm excited to see it, man. And it's just, I mean, it really could be just like Marvel's that beast you can't stop on the American economy side. Like, that's a, that's like Marvel and Disney's like the one beast like you can't stop. Like, it's, it's, it's always going to be there. 
Um, but I'm enjoying, like, I'm, I've enjoyed your review of it, dude. Like, it makes me excited to want to see it. Like, want to see it, like, bad. You know what I mean? Could have easily went bad with expectations going high, I am telling you. And at the end of it, I still had... Like a great like when we walked out, me and said when we walked out, it yeah. was like, damn, that was good as fuck. Like I want to see it again. I'm gonna support yeah. it. And then get it had, on top of everything, it squoze the kung fu juice, bro. You feel what I'm That's saying? That's like, what I'm. Fu, yeah, like, fight. it, bro. It's got the woman from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in it. Like these are really good actors in this film. This is very well done. Like some of the shit was like, if there was some of this shit that I saw, like like with the bus scene, for example. Um, it was like okay, like how did nobody die? But it there's things like I can suspend my disbelief. Yeah, with uh, with the great action that was going on and and the good storytelling. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. again, if if you're into this type of thing, if you're missing it, it's a fucking disgrace. Like China legally, maybe it's a money thing. You know what I mean? Maybe they just trying to cut that because I know they still watching it out there. But uh, I mean that's the question, and it's interesting to look. Moving forward, um, I mean, it definitely, I don't see how it doesn't have to do with, like, a control issue and trying yeah. to push Hollywood out as far as maybe a monetary thing. But I was reminded, uh, it was a good bit of information, uh, the UK Brothers, <laughs> I think it's, uh, it was in Mr. H Reviews, he, he did a breakdown, like, a couple of weeks ago, and it was just broke down a little bit of that uh, as far as... um what China might have going on with it. But it really, like, the, I, the only reason, I, I talk a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying about it, but I'm serious about this. Like, culturally, for the culture and representation of a people, um, I would imagine, I would have hoped for, like, maybe it's not that deep because it's a different kind of heritage. And there's certain aspects that, I mean, I don't know, I ain't never been to China, so I ain't gonna speak on it like that. But from what yeah. I understand, they still got signs on doors and shit where, like, black people can't come in unless you Michael Jai White or some shit like that, which, you know, which I, fuck it, you, you know, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, maybe it's not. So I don't, I don't really give a fuck one way or the other. I'm just talking about having a good movie experience, yeah. enjoying it, like, having a respect for the culture and everything else in association with it. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe it's time for me to really ask and I joke about the shit. Like, if you're a Chinese listener, for real, like, I joke and pick and pride and fuck with y'all a lot because I'm a nigga in America, so I don't give a fuck. But, uh, you know, what what do you think? Or, or what does everybody think? I mean, what what is people's opinion on this? And why, maybe from your opinion, why do you think that, especially if you've seen the film, if you've seen this movie, and, like, what's your opinion on why? Is it just as simple as, as, as we think? Or um, is it anything deeper to why they would ban it in America and not, I mean, ban it in, um, in Africa. I mean, ban it in, uh, China. China? Ban it across, ban everything in the world. Ban, ban, ban. But maybe, like, I thought about it like this. Like, would the U.S. ban in a, a Captain American made movie in China? Probably not. They figure out a way to capitalize on it and make money from it. A hundred percent. Like, that's just. I'm sure Captain America made in China exists that we just haven't even fucking watched. Yeah, probably. Care, made in China. Probably, but that's Todd. You bring like, up. Like, do we need China? Ten cents. <laughs> will it backfire? Them, them shifting. Will it backfire with them shifting and, and saying fuck like movies like this? Mm. You know things like Chi China. I think it very Star well could Wars, be. didn't they? Is this gonna be like well a Star could. Wars rejection? Just to, I know we were trying to wrap it up and get done, but just to kind of go down the road, like as far as just a couple of other questions, just random high thoughts. If you want to uh, respond. Um, maybe next week we'll, there, we had some good emails and shit that I wanted to take care of this week. We'll get into that next week and maybe bundle that in uh, some responses for this. But my bad, bro. I didn't mean to jump over there. It was the last little finishing. No, out man. Did you, you have anything else? No, no, I didn't have anything else. But I think you brought up a good point of, I mean, those are good questions. Um, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, that's, I want to know your thoughts and opinions, guys. Um, we do. Todd, me and, me and him both want to know. Right. Let us know what you thought about if you saw Candyman, if I'm completely wrong, maybe it was a bad time and maybe my expectations were too high, and then Shang-Chi as well. Let us know, skip the tutorial podcast, gmail.com, stt underscore pod, Twitter, uh, facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, or skip the tutorial podcast.com where you can leave us a voicemail. We can play those. We actually can get voicemails from people on those things. 
Bonus, bonus, bonus suggestion. If you haven't watched Kate on Netflix, yes, that's a good dope fucking Netflix film, man. That's a good weekend burner. But yeah, man, thank you for doing a thing. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I got donuts over here. You know what I'm saying? Diabetes man ain't gonna get me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't drag that shit out too long. My fault. I said I was gonna keep it short. But uh, but Dude, yeah, that's, I think that's it. I think we're done. It Love wasn't you. Guys. It was our Maybe conversation on Candyman. Went for like thirty five minutes, <laughs> which we didn't even mean to. So, but it sounds like the winner of the week is Shang Chi. I need to see that. I really want to see. Yeah, that. no, nah, man, it's worth it, bro. It, it it's worth it. It's especially if you gonna go go back into a movie theater. Yeah, it's definitely like it's definitely one of those things where you know, like I didn't feel played. Now nah, again, I still win matinee. I still. You know, for for me to sit in a fucking movie theater, I didn't imagine it. I thought I was gonna be very uncomfortable. I didn't order popcorn. I did. We just had brought some water in there. We didn't order any ices like normal. No candy, nothing. I thought before I went in there, I was like, I'm not fucking wearing my mask this whole time. I sat there for two and I had two two hours and twelve minutes and and some change because of the post credit scene, which I won't spoil those because but though especially one of them is actually really dope. Um, and enjoyed that film. Like it, it's a, it was like that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even think about taking my mask off. I was, I was in that hole. I was surprised. You know what I mean? I can get antsy and get that weird little feeling, right? Like yeah. right before you about to go on a roller coaster ride. Like I, um, but yeah, yeah. So none of distraction. I felt. I actually think I felt better coming out of it and clearer because I wasn't stuffed full of like normal nacho cheese and like it was a clarity there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's worth it, bro. It was worth it in my humble opinion. But again, even more so, like I would have almost wa- rather the movie be shitty in a weird way, like on a macro scale, like on the kind of, kind of conversations we were having yesterday. We're not gonna get into all of that. But yeah. like this one of all, like I, that this is it's actually like it seems like a simple answer, but because it was so good, like and because obviously you know it's some ass kissing in there as it should be. I like for it to be banned is weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'd like to know more about that. Um, they're very particular, but I do think it's a controller economy thing, too. I, I really do. I mean, it's definitely a control thing. We're just, we have the power. <laughs> it is really what it is. Um, but anyway, uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what, if you agree or disagree with our opinions, we want to know. We want to hear about it. This is part of the tribe. It's part of the tribe. Let us know. Anyway. That wraps it up, man. So before we sign off, as we always say, stay humble. I can't get wrong. Oh, yeah, stay humble.